You're listening to Make Your Way, Season 4, Episode 8. Welcome to Make Your Way, where we explore what it means to work and create on your own terms. Along with every episode, we post show notes with links to resources mentioned in the episode and a full transcript. You can find these materials at katielinder.work slash podcasts. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Katie. How are you? I'm really good. I'm super excited to update our listeners on some of the things that we have been up to. Uh, We did mention, I think, at some point in season four, we get these episodes so mixed up because (laughs) of how we record them. Um, We just had all this stuff that we were saying we were going to do. And (laughs) we thought maybe we should update and like see if we actually did stuff. So um, I did go through our transcripts and like pull Mm -hmm. out the stuff we said we were going to, you know, at some point do. Mm-hmm. And um, now we're like a month into the new year. So we yeah. thought this would be a good time to record this and it'll be releasing about a month from now. So I, I will say, listeners, one thing to learn is never put your to-do list on a podcast because then you have to be held accountable to it. So. Uh, or <laughs> listeners, definitely put your to-do or, list on a podcast because then you'll do everything that you said you were going to do. Exactly. Exactly. One way or the other. <laughs> yeah. There's two sides to that coin. Exactly. Well, Katie, I'm super curious to hear um, what things have been going well and what things are you still working on from from the list of things that you mentioned uh, throughout the season? Okay, so um, I'm just going to run through kind of episode by episode because um, (laughs) I I do have a little bit of a list. So on episode one of season four, I talked a little bit about trying to keep my expenses below 20% of my revenue, which is currently happening. So I can check that off as like, yay, in month one, (laughs) I have succeeded. So that's exciting. Um, I also mentioned in that episode and also in episode five about pivoting slash sunsetting some of my speaking topics. And this was something that we had both kind of talked about um, as being kind of a transition point for for both of us. And over my winter break retreat, I did um, completely revise my speaking page. I did niche my keynotes to one, and that keynote is on radical self-trust. So that was a thing. And I also took my workshops and webinars and kind of really clarified what was what and what people could do. The one thing I didn't do, which I think I talked about, was some kind of FAQ about like pricing or something like that. Um, And so I may still add that information, but I definitely feel like I trimmed out a lot of stuff that I could talk about, but I don't necessarily want to talk about anymore. And... um, so that's interesting. We'll see We'll see how people respond to that. Um, I did already have someone reach out about the Radical Self-Trust keynote and um, inquire about booking me for that. And then it awesome. just didn't work out. Um, but I know that it wasn't like, you know, it's been crickets. So that's good. Um, but we'll see how that goes for people. That's great news. Yay. Um, okay, let's see. And then um, I also mentioned on episode three, Prolific, which is my um, academic writing community. And I've had a few new people add into that, which is exciting. And what's kind of interesting about it, and I don't remember if I mentioned on the show, um, but a few people adding in is actually kind of a big deal because the annual rate of what they're paying is almost $500. Mm. So um, if they're paying monthly, and not mm-hmm. annually. And even if they're paying annually, it's about $400. Mm-hmm. So every time one new person signs up and they stay in the group, it's another four to $500 added in 
to my annual revenue. So I celebrate every new person who comes into that group. Like it's, (laughs) it's kind of a big deal. It adds up quickly. So Mm -hmm. that's been fun. And we've already done two live prolific events in January. So that is continuing on. And okay, let's see. Um, I mentioned in episode four, that was our episode on tools and things we were trying to update, uh, doing WordPress 5.0 updates for all of our websites, which happened and happened relatively uneventfully thanks to my business and life partner. So kudos (laughs) to him. Um, And also I mentioned the really scary thing about tackling my mailing lists, which um, (laughs) I was like super intimidated to do. And over my winter break, I set aside like half a day to do this over my retreat. And I took my mailing list down from 31 to eight. Nice. And there's now a master list that includes tagging, which was the other thing I was really trying to focus on because um, MailChimp now has a tagging feature. So I wanted to do that. So that is now happening. And I had a kind of a difficult time. Like some of the lists are, are there and I basically manually move people from list to list. Like I don't know how to shut the list down. I don't know how to allow people to add into certain things Mm -hmm. without like significantly going into coding and stuff on my website. So I'm not there yet. Like, Mm -hmm. I I feel like this was a huge um, trim, but there's probably more that I could do. And I, I eventually may look at that in the future, but for now I'm pretty happy with that system. So that was a big deal. Um, I also talked about doing something with Acuity. I have done nothing with that. I talked about um, exploring YouTube And the farthest I've got on that is exploring YouTube channels. So really looking at what other people are doing and, you know, getting sucked down the black hole of various (laughs) YouTubers. (laughs) Um, Because really, I'm like, what is interesting to people? Like, and I think I mentioned that, you know, on that episode, um, the that would have been the fourth episode of, of season four, just like, what, what should I even think about doing? And, um, so I'm, I'm following a lot of minimalists. I'm following a lot of people who are like decluttering because Marie Kondo is like mm-hmm. a thing right now. And um, yeah, just like I, I have not made any decisions about that. And the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, I'm not sure this is, you know, a direction I want to go, but right. staying open to it. Okay, let's see. Oh, and then the the last thing I think that I talked about that's worth updating is I mentioned Radical Self-Trust Group Coaching as a thing I wanted to launch in 2019, and uh, I launched it. So Mm. I used part of my winter retreat to design the curriculum, design the workbook, get the webpage up and running, decide on pricing, all of that. And the first one launches in like a week, Mm. Um, and then I have a second round opening up in April of this year, and then I'm going to run it twice in the fall. So I have a schedule where I'm running um, four seven-week sessions throughout the year. And we will see how it goes. That that is something I can update on in the future. But that was fun to kind of get that off the ground and really think about what I wanted to do. And we'll see, you know, how people respond to it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a lot that you have gotten through in a very, well, not a very short amount of time, but a, a fairly short time amount it of is time. All, it is all completely <laughs> thanks to my winter retreat. Um, yeah, so people yeah. who are following me on social during that period, especially on Instagram, know that I seriously buckled down for like 11 days and mm-hmm. I crossed so many things off my list, including like editing this season of the show. And, yeah. you know, like there was a lot that I had. And to be honest, it was probably too much um, for that period of time. <laughs> 
but I was definitely running on a little bit of fear of like, if I don't do it now, I don't know when it's going to happen. And, um, yeah, because once I go back to work, you know, it's, yeah. I have limited time. So, yeah. um, yeah, so it, I, I agree with you. It's, it is a lot to do in a relatively short period of time. Um, but that's how I roll. Yeah. Well, congrats. Congrats on, on, uh, checking those things off the list. And I'll be curious to hear how some of the stuff continues to go throughout the, uh, throughout the year. Yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so Sarah, I'm curious about you. Um, mm-hmm. as we were recording season four, you were telling us about just like hopefulness that 2019 <laughs> was not going to be the garbage fire that 2018 was. Um, give us an update. How are, yeah. how are things going? I'm sure our listeners are on the edge of their seats thinking, <laughs> how is the year going for Sarah? <laughs> How's she doing? Uh, well, the short answer is much better. Yay. So far, at least, knock on wood, uh, 2019 has been considerably kinder to me. Um it's it's been interesting, you know, kind of reviewing um, what we talked about last season and hearing in my voice kind of the like anxiety and anticipation of like, how's this all going to go? And like, I have hopes and dreams for 2019 and I don't know how it's going to be. And um, I'm considerably more confident and and feeling more productive in the world, which is hugely helpful for any other um, achievers out there like Katie and I. Uh, if you have those down periods, you know, it's really disconcerting because you're like, but I used to be able to get so much done in such a short amount of time. And, um, and you know, if you hit one of those down periods, it's really hard to get stuff done because there's just no energy. (laughs) And so I'm happy to report that my energy in 2019 has been considerably higher. So, um, I've been able to kind of begin to tackle a lot of the things I talked about throughout the season, um, you know, some things like the Honestly series and um, and those sorts of things. I'm, I'm still in the process of kind of developing some of that. I've, uh, I've released a few things here and there, um, but I'm really trying to be thoughtful about um, what can I actually handle in terms of a continuous uh, release kind of schedule and what does that look like? Um, but I did, uh, for those of you who are interested in kind of following along on that, on that journey, um, I did uh, re-update my email list <laughs> um, to be focused more on the Honestly series. And what I'm doing there is uh, every month I'm releasing a, a question that I am encouraging uh, people to think about with me um, that has to do with being honest with yourself or being honest with others about how you're approaching your work and your life throughout the year. Um, so for January, for example, I started with a question, um, what does living honestly mean to you this year? Uh, and so then I reflect a little bit on the question and uh, encourage others to do the same as you're you know, dealing with the various work and life stresses that are facing you. So um, if you're interested in kind of following along with that and hearing my thoughts and sharing your own, you can uh, always go join my my email list on my website uh, is probably the easiest way to do that. So I'm excited to kind of start that and try that and see how that goes. Um, as I said to Katie earlier, <laughs> sometimes you just got to throw, throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. So I feel like a little bit like that's what's happening here, but I'm excited to kind of see where that goes a little bit. So, um, you know, one of the things I talked about was, uh, you know, working with MailChimp a little bit more and using my lists a little bit more um, intentionally. And so I feel like I'm off to a good start with doing that this year and being more committed to that this year. So that's, that feels good. Um, Feels Mm -hmm. good to kind of be in communication with my people again. So that is very nice. Um, One of the other things that I talked a little bit about in the last season uh, was the the resilience toolkit and how my colleague Tracy and I are using it 
um, to do a, a webinar that's coming up here in February. Um, and we're really excited by how things are uh, working out with that and the kind of the deal that we arranged with the, the group that is hosting the webinar um, and how all of that is kind of shaping out and we're kind of getting the word out in some in some cool ways and uh, yeah, so that's exciting to kind of see how all of that fits together. And I think we're going to learn a lot. And I think we're going to also think about doing other kinds of offerings like that, because we have had a pretty strong response that people are excited to have an online option to do this kind of training. So um, yeah, so we are looking forward to seeing how that develops in 2019 as well. So I feel like there's a lot of good things happening. I'm getting through a lot more work in a week than I than I really ever did in 2018. So I feel like I have more direction and more focus, um, which is really nice. <laughs> it's really nice to kind of feel back to a normal uh, that I recognize um, and, and that I feel confident in. So yay. That <laughs> yay. is awesome. Well, I mean, yeah. I think one of the things you're pointing out too, even just with your mailing list example and the, um, the webinar or the, yeah, the webinar example mm-hmm. as well. It's so hard when you have all this other stuff going on to do the stuff that is relatively small, mm-hmm. like updating your email list mm-hmm. or thinking of a different package for your product mm-hmm. that might work well. Like it seems insurmountable yep. to do those things. And, but now you're like doing them. So Yay. that's awesome. You're like back <laughs> in a place where you can actually devote some brain energy to that stuff and it's totally paying off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's super weird because I, I'm not usually a person who's like big into New Year's and, you know, resolutions and all of that sort of thing. But there was honestly something about like turning the, turning the calendar this year turning the page and starting quote unquote fresh, even though knowing I've got all of this other stuff that is still coming down the line that I'm going to have to deal with. Um, there was something about that this year that was just a reset button and was, uh, it was like, I was able to leave 2018 in 2018 (laughs) and say, okay, like what, what am I going to do in 2019 and how am I going to, how am I going to make this, you know, the best year that I can honestly have. Um, and, and, you know, knowing that, life's going to throw stuff. And that's the way it is. Um, and I might have to, you know, pivot partway through the year. But for now, you know, let's let's plan as if this is going to be a good year. Um, and so that's been really interesting. Mm-hmm. I also want to point out the Marie Kondo thing. Katie, I have not told you this, but I, I, I was skeptical at first. And then I watched Tidying Up on Netflix, a couple right. of episodes of With that. With like and the I was gazillions like, of other people who are watching Tidying yeah, Up on Netflix. Yeah, it's like the thing you do right now. Um, right. And I watched it and I was like, well, I don't know. And then I went through my closet. <laughs> I did the clothing thing. You and I was like, I did. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Um, and again, it was interesting because it was a different perspective that I was not expecting to have. Normally when I purge my closet, it's like, oh, this doesn't fit anymore. Or, oh, I don't want this anymore. But the whole perspective on what brings you joy, you know, and, and focusing on what do you want to bring forward with you? It was super interesting going through my closet with that perspective because I was Mm -hmm. able to let go things that in the past I would not have been able to let go of for whatever reason. And a lot of that was like guilt keeping stuff. (laughs) And I was thinking about how does that apply to my business and how does that apply to my professional, you know, 2019 and what what that looks like. And so it's been really interesting thinking about, um, you know, what aspects of my business bring me joy and which things do I want to spend my energy on in the future and which things do I want to let go of and being honest about some of that and 
really kind of grappling with that question, which is a little hard and scary because sometimes the things that bring you joy, as we've discussed, are not the things that bring you money. So (laughs) figuring out how to find that balance. But um, yeah, it's just been really interesting thinking about applying that method to to my business and what do I want it to be in 2019 and where do I, you know, where do I invest my limited time and energy? Because we all have limited time and energy. And so, you know, where are you going to put it and how are you going to use it? Um, and so it's been, a, it's been a good month of just a lot of thinking and a lot of productivity so far. And I am, yeah, I, I'm cautiously excited for the first time in a while. So yay. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, and I'm so glad you applied Marie Kondo to the business setting, because I think this is something we kind of, without realizing it, I think we talked about it in um, the fifth episode of of our season four, Mm -hmm. when we talked about sunsetting. And the nice thing about doing that kind of thinking within your business is you can always bring something back. Yeah. So if something is not bringing you joy right now, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I, I talked about this at some point that I, I cut out my web design from my offerings because it was just too stressful. And I had mm-hmm. too many other things going on and I was focusing on my coaching and then I missed it because I hadn't designed a website in a while. And I was like, okay, well, let me bring this back. And I took on a client at the end of 2018. And, you know, like I, you can do that. You can have that kind of flexibility. So it's not the same as like donating parts of your business to Goodwill and (laughs) never seeing them again, or, you know, like pawning them or whatever. Like, um, you know, it's, it's a different kind of flexibility that Mm -hmm. you get to work on your own terms and you can move things and shuffle them around Mm -hmm. whenever you want. It's also sort of a decluttering process, right? Because if you're, if you're identifying the things, you know, if you're sunsetting them completely, or if you're just kind of putting them on the back burner, they take up less mental space that way. You can just say, okay, I'm putting this over here. Like this is going away or this is going away for now. Or it's, you know, I'm not going to put it, I'm not going to invest time and energy in this right now. Um, it's, it, yeah, it has this this way of sort of decluttering your, your to-do list and your brain a little bit because you're like, okay, I know it's back there or, you know, I, I'm going to forget that it's back there. <laughs> I'm not going to put any energy toward it. Um, and now I can devote that that time and energy to something else. So I've, yeah, I've really appreciated that approach to things. And, and like I said, I was really skeptical at first. So if the if listeners out there are kind of skeptical about like, well, I don't know, this seems kind of like a, you know, the, the, the hit of the moment. Well, it is kind of the hit of the moment, but it also has some valuable lessons, not only for decluttering your life, but also decluttering your business. So I recommend. Yeah, we may have to do some kind of episode in the future on business Indeed. decluttering. <laughs> Marie Kondoing your business. <laughs> right. I, and you know what? I bet you there's like a million YouTube Probably. videos on that very topic <laughs> right now because it's so popular. And you know yeah. what? Good for her because yes. she wrote this book however many years ago and yep. now it's having a resurgence and it's causing all the other minimalist authors to have a resurgence. Yep. Like it's a it's a movement and good for her. Yeah. Okay, so I noticed the other day on Twitter, Sarah, that you <laughs> went a little crazy with creating something new. And um, <laughs> so what I'm interested in particular is like the brain space that has been open to you mm-hmm. this, you know, in the new year. Like you mentioned, the turning of the page was important, but I've seen a shift even in your creativity. So mm-hmm. can you talk about that? Yeah, it's like I said, it's been really interesting just sort of that that eff- effort of turning the page and sort of leaving 2018 in 2018 and kind of embracing 2019 as a year of uncertainty, because there's still a lot of stuff that is really uncertain in my life. <laughs> I'm, I've sort of have joked a little bit that I feel like I'm building multiple 
futures at the same time, at kind of parallel lives. Um, and kind of depending on how some things go, it's going to go one or the other or another one that I'm not expecting. Um, but I'm more okay with that uncertainty than I have been in a long, a long time. Um, I sort of realized that a lot of, especially sort of towards the end of 2018, because of all of the uh, the, the hardship and, and loss and grief and, and things that I had been dealing with, I was sort of living in this place of fear of the next thing I was going to lose. And so building a business from a place of fear is really hard and also kind of yeah. dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of the why I, I have not been as creative and has not, not been as uh, productive in the last several months has been because I've been in that place of fear. And I think I've known that trying to build a business from that place is not a good idea and is not going to serve me in the long run. So I pumped the brakes a lot in part because of that recognition. But since I've been more in a, in a much more kind of comfortable place um, and I feel like I have a stronger foundation and I'm more resilient than I've been in a, in a while, um, I feel like I can kind of accept the next loss that's going to come, whatever that is. Uh, I feel more stable to be able to do that. And so it allows me to kind of be in a place where I can feel a little more risky and uh, take some of those creative risks that I haven't been able to. And whether that creative risk is putting together, a, you know, an email to send to a list I haven't emailed in six months and feel really bad about not having emailed in six to nine months and you saying like, hi, I'm still here. Uh, so I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> I'm going to try a thing like that feels really risky if you feel like you've failed in some way. And so doing that, um, even that would have taken more energy than I, than I had, you know, five or six months ago. But, um, now there is more brain space. There is more sort of creative, um, opportunity because I am in that more stable place. So it's, it's nice to be there. And, it, you know, it's interesting what things have been kind of simmering in the back of my brain for a while. Um, and I'm realizing that as I'm sort of beginning to be able to create a lot more, uh, the things that have been there and that actually kind of make sense and that I can actually work with and, and make something out of and feel energized to make something out of. Um, so it's, it's been interesting exploring that a little bit and, and letting myself, giving myself the permission to be, uh, in that creative space. So yeah, I don't know. So, Sarah, I can't help but notice that this has also happened after you took a vacation. Hey, vacation. <laughs> and we talked about this, I don't even remember when, um, but I had the same issue. I took a vacation and then like, boom, I rebranded my business. Um, <laughs> yep. And so that, do you see a connection there between like taking time off and like mm -hmm. really giving yourself some space to recover a little bit and recuperate? For sure, for sure. Especially if you've you've been through a hard, you know, hard slog for a while. And whether that's a hard slog of just, you know, a long period of work, whether that's a hard slog of personal stuff going on in your life or a combination or whatever it is, um, I, I really do believe in the power of vacation. So I, I took a vacation to a beach for a week and it was delightful and <laughs> wonderful. And by the end, I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to get back at it. And um, that's usually the sign of a good vacation. And I was able to kind of, kind of come back and really have been, you know, kind of on fire since then, um, which has been great. And so definitely recommend vacations. They are amazing take, take rest, um, whether that's on a beach or whether that's at home reading novels all week, which I know is, is what you like to do, Katie. And that's, that's my that's jam. Awesome. That's your jam. Exactly. Whatever it, whatever you need to rejuvenate, because I think there's there's something to be said for trying to make your brain work in a, from a place of stress is just not not 
deal, <laughs> uh, especially for long periods. So, you know, you can do it for a little while, but eventually it, it really um, kind of takes all of your creative juices away. So um, take that rest. Rest is important. Take care of yourselves. Okay, Sarah. So if all of this wasn't enough for both of us <laughs> to be updating about if, if we haven't been busy enough with our businesses. Um, there's also been a couple other things going on behind the scenes for each of us that we're not really talking about in any other place but here. Yeah. But we thought it would be useful for listeners to hear. And they're totally different in terms of what you're dealing with, what I'm dealing with. Um, but we thought it would be worthwhile to share because they uh, they were unexpected things. Mm-hmm. Um, they are affecting our businesses for 2019. Um, so do you want to go first and share kind of your, your unexpected happening? <laughs> sure. Uh, so I, I guess the uh, most, most pithy way to put this is that I uh, am no longer a business mogul. Uh, don't worry, I'm not. I'm not shuttering all of my businesses, but uh, I am um, closing down uh, the Exchange Loop, which was my original business that I started with my business partner Sarah um, several years ago. Uh, this was the business that really got me launched into the world of consulting and interested in um, that side of things and and really what I could do uh, on my own. Um, so Sarah and I started the exchange loop several years ago while we were both still working at the university of Minnesota with the plans to kind of grow it on the side and then eventually make the leap into full time. Um, but as things have happened and as we've both kind of progressed in different directions, um, we've decided that it doesn't make sense for either of us really, uh, to keep the business running. It's not bringing in a ton of money. Um, we're not doing a lot of projects and, and she and I are kind of working in different areas and on, on different kinds of things these days. So, um, it's sad because it's sort of the end of an era, so to speak. Um, but I'm also really grateful for the, the opportunities that we had to work together and the jobs that we got to do, the clients that we got to work with, um, and really the skills and lessons that we got to learn. Um, If I hadn't done that, if I hadn't taken that leap, um, and if I hadn't started that business, I would not be where I am today. So it's a huge part of my story. It's a huge part of, um, you know, who I am and where I've been and where I'm going. Um, but it was also time to, to make the decision to, to shut it down. And so I'm in the process of figuring out how do you close an LLC, <laughs> which is a whole thing. Um, it's, it seems like it's not going to be too, too complicated, but, um, we're in the process of uh, kind of wading through all of that and thinking about, you know, you got to shut down your Twitter and what do you do with email and what happens to the website and, you know, all of those kinds of things, all the things you had to set up on the front end, you then have to shut down on the back end. So, um, we are kind of working together on, on doing all of that, but, um, yeah, it was sort of an unexpected thing, but we, we had a conversation in, in early January and just decided that this was the, the right time to do that. Um, and so it's been a lot of, you know, behind the scenes kind of that's, that's happening, um, which as you can probably sense from my my tone of voice and the way I'm descri- describing this, is, is mixed feelings. I, I'm sad to see it go. Um, but at the same time, it does open up new, new opportunities. It makes it a little easier for me to talk about the different kinds of work that I do if it's under one business banner as opposed to two and a half, <laughs> sort of. Uh, so so it, it does make sense uh, and it does make things um, simpler moving forward. But um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm a little sad too. So it's kind of a mixed bag, but that's, that's going on behind the scenes. So I will no longer be a uh, multiple business owner, which is going to make my taxes a whole heck of a lot easier. (laughs) I feel like you are approaching this with a Marie Kondo-esque, you know, like, let it go with gratitude. Thank the thing as you are giving it away to the goodwill, not that your business is going to the goodwill, but, um, right. You know, like this idea, I, I love this, you know, your your attitude of like, this is part of my story, you know, mm-hmm. and even just like diving into business for the first time with a partner and ex- exploring what that meant with mm-hmm. the support of another person is huge, yeah. you know, and now it's like you're out flying on your own a little bit more, mm-hmm. which is kind of, you know, scary, but also like it's a sign of the maturation of your business right. that you're right. niching and Sometimes that means going in different directions. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yep, all those things. It's exciting and also sad. It's, it yeah. can be both things at the same time, turns out. <laughs> so complicated. Yeah, we, well, yeah, we are complicated. <laughs> um, so if it, if it is useful, I do want to mention to our listeners, and we can add this to the show notes, that um, there is a season of uh, another podcast called Making a Business, which is a side podcast of um, the Being Boss podcast, Mm. which is also about small business. And um, one of the co-hosts, Emily Thompson, created a product-based business in the last year or so. Mm. And they've been cataloging that in her, in this side side podcast called Making a Business. And she um, also kind of broke up with a business partner um, Mm. and talks about that and Mm -hmm. kind of what happened. And so if this is something that any of our listeners are kind of going through or thinking about, and they want to hear even another additional perspective on that, we can link to that in the show notes. Um, Because that was also a little unexpected for her. And it's a thing. Like, you got to deal with it. So true. Well, and I want to be clear that that Sarah and I bear each other no ill will. Like this was a this was a totally, you know, acceptable thing on both of our counts. And like, we will remain very good colleagues and friends. Like it's that that's not a that's not a concern here. It wasn't like things blew up in a horrible way. But um, you know, I know sometimes they do. And, and one of the yeah. biggest cautions I hear, uh, is don't go into business with your friends because <laughs> inevitably it ends horribly. Um, that was not the case for us, which is great. Um, but things changed and our directions changed and that, you know, affects the health and longevity of a business too. So, um, you know, I'm happy for her in the direction her career is taking and she's happy for me in the direction mine's taking and they're kind of going in different directions and that's okay. So, um, wow, that's a big deal yeah. for 2019. <laughs> also, that's happening. Right? <laughs> so, Katie, I'm curious, what's happening uh, behind behind the curtains on uh, your side of things? So, I, I don't even know how to talk about this without, like, laughing about it. <laughs> and I think our audience is going to find it ridiculous. But, um, so... You guys, Katie did a thing. <laughs> I did a thing, you guys. So... And I I can't be like completely open about it. I'm choosing to not be completely open about it. But I do want to share some details because I think it's a useful thing for our listeners to hear about. So I, first of all, should start by saying I have a multi-year launch plan for my business. Um, And in part, that is because of what we talked about earlier in the season about intentional growth. And I think I might have even talked about that um, in that episode that there are things that I have basically planned to launch in like 2021, you know, that I'm going to be using 2020 to prepare to launch them. You know, like I'm really trying to be careful about not launching too many things at once. And this is in part because of the early days of my business when I was so experimental and 
I think it can really overwhelm your audience if you're doing too much at once. So part of it's that. But also, um, it's definitely my own bandwidth. It's my own energy, trying to protect my creative energy, trying to protect things like time with my partner, because the more time I spend in our side business, the less time I'm spending with him and our extended family and things like that. Um, so I'm, I, and sometimes I feel like I am working like two full-time jobs. So, you know, it's, it's a lot and I try to be really careful about what I launch. So that said, I had a plan <laughs> to launch something. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I know it's funny. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even. Um, so I had a plan to launch something in 2020 and, um, I'm not even gonna say what it was. Um, but basically what happened was the universe sent like three people my way asking for the thing I was going to launch in 2020 and wanting it like right now. And this is definitely my Achilles heel when I, (laughs) when I know there is a market need for something and it's like, they want it right now. I'm like, great, I'll do it. Like this happened with Sotal by design. I mean, like it, it, it's just like, it is my Achilles heel. But I want to say I was a little bit smarter (laughs) with with this particular (laughs) decision and that Basically, what I decided to do was test the market, and I launched what I'm calling a private beta. And it is not public. Um, this it's a, it's a program. It's a year long program. Um, and again, I'm not really going to talk about what it is, but um, I basically emailed like a dozen people and said, "I'm doing this thing. It's private. Uh, you will have to pay for it, but I'm going to discount the price for this particular situation." And um, are you interested? Like, here's here's what you're going to get. Here's why I think it could be a fit for you. And I really hand-selected who I thought could be a good fit for this program. And uh, this was based on the people who reached out to me. This was based on other coaching clients I've had. Um, and also the mix of people that I thought would work well together. And like seven people said yes. <laughs> I was like... Okay, so All I guess right. I'm I'm doing the private beta. I'm watching <laughs> this thing, um, which the nice thing about it, you know, like, um, and this is why I wanted to talk about it, at least, you know, minimally on this show, is I did not put together a website for this. It does not have a marketing plan. Um, it has kind of a bare bones curriculum, but it's something that I'm kind of building as I go a little bit. And the people who are in it know that. Um, it actually launches today, like after Sarah and I are recording. Um, and that was the best way for me to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want to do it in a public way. I didn't want to have to hustle to get people into this thing. I wanted to just like try it and mm-hmm. see if I, if my instinct was correct, that mm-hmm. there were enough people that needed this, that I could run it. Mm-hmm. And it's really affirming when your instinct is correct. And I had a lot of conversations with my partner about this because it was not in our plan. And he has basically forbid me from launching anything else (laughs) in 2019, which is, you know, totally understandable. Like we were not planning on doing this. Um, And really the big focus of this year was supposed to be radical self-trust group coaching. And it still is. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just kind of decided to sneak in this other thing, too. (laughs) So ask me again in like June if I'm launching anything else in the year, because Uh heavens knows, like this is, you know, not something I'm great at controlling. But um, but I do I, I, I should say, like, all kind of laughter humor aside, 
I do feel good about this. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I did this on my own terms. And doing a private beta is something I would encourage our audience to consider. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you're not... And, and to be honest, like, it wasn't even really about a lack of confidence that, you know, like, this was the right thing to do. It was more just like, I don't have the energy to do a public marketing campaign and run one more thing. Right. Like, right. so I want to reach out to people privately. I want to hand select what I'm doing here. And... Um, and it worked out. So mm-hmm. that's the part that I think, you know, I, I, makes me feel better about it is mm-hmm. that, you know, I really was careful about how I went about it. And, and, you know, honestly, if the people in this thing talk about it, it's not a big deal. Like I'm not completely locking it down. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not trying to do it in a, a super secret way, but I also don't plan to be publicly talking about it throughout the year. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they do it, that's fine, but I'm probably not going to, talk about it again until the end of 19 when Mm -hmm. I open it for 20, if I Mm -hmm. decide to do a more public thing around it. But the other thing I should mention too, some of the benefits of this, of doing a private beta like this is, is you have built-in testimonials, you know, like Mm -hmm. assuming all, all goes well with this thing, the people who are in it are going to talk about it for me. And I'm going to have a year under my belt of doing it, Mm -hmm. you know, and testing out different things and seeing what works. So that that was a, a very last minute decision where like it was like literally I mean everybody knows I do these things in like 48 hours so I was like <laughs> okay let's write the email let's, let's send it. the invites and then all of a sudden people are in it and I'm like okay we're, we're starting this in like a week boom yep. let's go here like, we go here we go um yeah I mean like Sarah you didn't even know I, I got on one of our <laughs> calls and I was like hey so I'm doing this thing and you're like shocking <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's happening behind the scenes. Um, but I was also talking, too, with my business partner, my life partner, about I kind of like having something cooking in the background that is not a lot of pressure. You know, like, I'm not doing it publicly, whether that's starting to write a new book or designing, you know, a new program or something like that. I do so much of my work in a public way. I mean, mm-hmm. that's part of my brand is mm-hmm. like transparency around process. And I'm willing to share a lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, and I think it's actually really important. And it's one of the things I really enjoy about podcasting and blogging and social media and all those other kind of public things. But there is something also really satisfying about having something going on behind the scenes that's really just for you. And you can try it and see if it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And if it does, great. I mean, like it just, it's a lower pressure environment. And I think sometimes, especially when we're so in the public eye with our businesses, and that's relative. I mean, Mm -hmm. like some people are doing more on social, some people are doing less, but you don't really realize how much you're sharing and how much you're out there Mm -hmm. and like what it means. And And I do all kinds of stuff where I'm like taking risks, like you said, Sarah, about like you put something out there and you don't know how it's going to go. Like I just issued a letter writing challenge on my podcast for people to write me letters, handwritten letters so that I can (laughs) write them back. I mean, like who knows if anyone's going to send me a letter? Like we will link to this in the show notes, by the way, in case you want my (laughs) PO box and you can send me a letter. Um, But, you know, it's stuff like that, that you don't really realize how much energy it's taking to do stuff like that and to put yourself out there. And to people who are on the outside, like they may not seem like that's a big deal, but mm-hmm. it can be a big deal. So yeah. anyway, it's it's feeling almost restful to yeah. do something like this that is not public and that I can just like nurture it 
behind the scenes and it's reminding me that I need to be doing that with at least some of my projects and kind of incubating them this way. Well, and there are a couple of great things I hear in in the process and the way that you've described how this all happened. The first of which is that you were still able to listen to your audience and what they needed, right? Like there were people who were reaching out to you asking for this and you thought about a way that you could meet that need, but that would also not derail your entire life, right? <laughs> that would right. not, you know, derail your entire plan. And the other part is that piloting something like this is, like you said, it's, it's kind of a lower stakes way to try something out. You're going to learn a lot. And these people are going to help you develop something that's going to be really, really worthwhile. Not that it wouldn't have been on its own, but that, you know, you're going to get to kind of grow this in a different way than you usually do, right? Like usually from what I've seen of, of the work that you normally do, it's like, you kind of, you know, for 48 hours are like, let's focus on this thing and get it, you know, get it all designed and out there. This, this one, I feel like it's going to be really interesting to see how it develops because you're, it's a little more, um, a, a little more loose than I think that, that a lot of your stuff uh, tends to be. And so you're going to, you're going to be kind of infusing the voices of these other participants in a really creative way, I, I suspect, um, is how this is going to turn out. So I'm, I'm excited to see how this grows over the next year. And uh, and what you do with it, because I think I think piloting something and doing it the way you're doing it is a really interesting approach to doing something new. And and like you said, not doing it, you know, front page and center center stage of of all of your social media and all of that sort of thing. It's it's not as out there, um, which means you can play with it a little bit more. And it doesn't, you know, you can you can try some stuff that you wouldn't normally try in something else. And you know, you're you have a forgiving audience <laughs> in the in this smaller group of people. Right. So um, yeah, yeah, allow for more risk taking. Yeah, well, and I think, like you mentioned, I have definitely heard the strategy of basically doing the equivalent of a presale, mm-hmm. where you don't create something until people say they want it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is kind of in the middle of that, mm-hmm. and like actually just building the thing, because there are definitely certain things I want to build that I don't think they're going to be marketable until you can see the vision. And mm-hmm. I think Soto by Design is a good example of that. I could talk about it, mm-hmm. but until I could show you the workbook pages, until I could quantify the number of videos, until I could show the module outlines, right. it wasn't really going to make sense to people. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to kind of build it yep. and and show it. This is different. This is definitely more experiential for the participants. And I think you're totally right on. It's a lot more flexible for them. And it's definitely a situation where um, I am thinking carefully about how to personalize the program Mm -hmm. to each person, you know, as they're coming through it. And Mm -hmm. that's going to be really interesting. Um, but it is definitely part of a larger experimentation that I'm doing with coaching in general. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's like we've talked about before, there are strands that tie these things together. You know, like you may not be able to see them from the outside, but for me, I can definitely see the strands. And mm-hmm. even though I'm doing this a year earlier than I had planned, you know, the other thing that's kind of important to note, and and I will eventually talk about this in a more public way, like this is not something I want to like, you know, hide the cookie about. I, mm-hmm. I think that it's eventually going to be something we'll talk about on the show. But um, for the reasons I've mentioned, you know, like, that's why I'm not talking about it yet. But one of the things that was kind of important about it is I had a different idea of what it would be mm-hmm. in a year. And then when I thought, well, what if I were to do it now, I completely changed the angle that mm-hmm. I took mm-hmm. with how I was framing it, and how I was thinking about what my audience needed. 
Mm-hmm. And that really impacted it. Like I immediately had a plan. Like as soon as I changed that angle, it was like I knew exactly what we were going to do in this program. And I knew exactly what the objectives would be and what the outcomes would be and what the topics would be and, and all these different things. And so that's the other thing to kind of consider is like sometimes you have something in the back of your mind and it's not quite right. But then you shift your angle on it and all mm-hmm. of a sudden everything locks into place and you're yep. like, yep, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's the other thing to kind of leave room for, I think, in situations like this and, and why I try to remain flexible about launches. I don't want to be rigid, mm-hmm. especially if I feel like I'm getting signs that it's mm-hmm. something I should be doing now. And why not? You know, like, why not take the leap as long as I'm doing it in a way that feels manageable mm-hmm. with everything else on my plate? Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Yay. Well, it's exciting. I'm, I'm yeah. like I said, I'm excited to see how it goes and hear more about it. I mean, if you're going to start or run a business, like you kind of have to be open to launches. And I mean, I feel like I'm a little addicted to them, which (laughs) could be a problem, but that's all right. You know, it is. We all have all our our Achilles heels. It's a thing. We, you know, we do. We do. (laughs) Okay. Anything else there you want to update or share as we're wrapping up season four? I don't think so. Other than I'm, I'm excited to, uh, talk about season five yay because yay. are I, you really excited or are you very trepidatious and afraid I, because of I'm what i'm gonna both. make you do i i'm a little <laughs> both but i i am uh cautiously optimistic because i do think it will help me <laughs> rather than make me crazy so that's good um yeah do you want to talk a little bit about what yeah we should so five? we did mention in episode four of season four um, I kind of jumped all over Sarah's like a fear of marketing <laughs> and said we really should do a season on this because I this is something that I hear about from so many people that I talk with who are small business owners that like mm-hmm. they just hate the marketing side they hate yep. the self-promotion side and especially academics like they just struggle like we yep. are not trained to do this and it feels so icky and people just don't like it so mm-hmm. Um, I thought, let's do a deep dive on this in season five. Let's just like tackle it head on. And I'm actually really trying to do this more intentionally myself in 2019. Um, And because I, it's not going to go away. Like, this is what I've realized. (laughs) Like the marketing stuff doesn't go away. You have to find a way to get comfortable with it. You have to find a way, just like we talk about working on our own terms, you have to market on your own terms. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to figure out what works for you. And even this example I just gave of the private beta, like that was a marketing tactic where I went after like a dozen people and I said, look, I'm only contacting you. Mm-hmm. Like I am not opening this up. I think this is a good fit for you based on what we've talked about. Here's what you get. Are you in? Mm-hmm. Like that worked for me in yeah. that particular instance, you know, and, and I'm running the program. So I think that, you know, season five is going to be a fun exploration Mm -hmm. of what are the range of the things that are out there as possibilities and how do we feel about how they fit into our businesses? Are we using them or not? And why? Mm -hmm. What are the kinds of outcomes we're seeing from from doing some of this stuff? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited because I think it will it'll help me understand a little bit more about how, like you said, how each of these fits within our businesses. Um, because there are all of these recommendations, right, about things that you should be doing. 
Um, and longtime listeners of the podcast are going to know that I don't, I don't like being shoulded. <laughs> don't tell me how I should me be doing either. something. Yeah, this is our, <laughs> our rebellious nature has come out when, when people say you should do something. You should do it this way. No, I don't want to. Yes, it might work for my business, but I don't want to. I want to do it on my terms. So um, I think it'll be interesting to explore each of these different avenues uh, and see the way that it works for some people um, and talk about whether we're one of those people or not. And that there's no nothing wrong with um, doing it a little a little bit differently or doing it on your own terms. That that's that's the way you got to approach. Uh, we think how you got to approach your business and and uh, marketing both. So. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to to dive into some of the topics and um, also a little fear, fearful of what you're going to make me do. I don't know. We'll see. Right. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm slightly nervous as well, but I do think it's um, it's a good nervous. Indeed. It's a good, you know, like business is about, you know, facing some of those fears. So I'm excited we're going to do it together. Yay. That'll be fun. <laughs> okay, so um, also to our listeners, you can expect a between episode as we typically do. Um, topic TBD because I don't think we have a plan yet. We haven't talked um, about that at all. <laughs> we have not. So I do have some ideas, um, but we will release a between episode to kind of let you know when the next season is coming out. The best way to be alerted to that is um, a couple different ways. One is to subscribe to the show in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And then you will automatically have it come into your feed. Um, And the way to subscribe to that show is to subscribe to my channel, which is the Radical Self-Trust podcast channel, where you get a bunch of my other content too, which may or may not be useful to you. But that is where Make Your Way is housed. Um, You can also sign up for Sarah and my email lists. Um, I definitely talk about when we're releasing new content for that show. You can sign up for my email list at katielinder.work. And Sarah, where can people sign up for your list? Uh, At drlangworthy.com. Okay. So until season five, Sarah, so good to talk with you. As always, it's a delight. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Make Your Way. Show notes and a transcript for this episode can be found at katielinder.work slash podcasts. Make Your Way is part of the Radical Self-Trust podcast channel, a collection of content dedicated to helping you seek self-knowledge, nurture your superpowers, playfully experiment, live your core values with intention, practice loving kindness toward yourself and others, and settle into your life's purpose. Learn more about the RST channel at katielinder.work slash podcasts. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show in iTunes. Thanks for listening.